welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. I'm your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. Hey, what's up? Welcome back, man. Likewise, we are back. We are back with a hopeful vengeance. We also have our best friend in the whole wide world. Dell is standing in the corner on standby. Dell, let the folks at home know you are real, por favor. I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Dell. Now, you guys might know me from uh, not being present the last, uh, what, four, four weeks, I want to say? It's been a while. It's been a little bit. It's been a bit of a stretch. We're going to get into that. You also might know me from uh, this podcast, Chris vs. the World, or that's my YouTube channel, Chris vs. the World, uh, comedy channel, Laser Lemon Gaming channel. Both both uh, need some loving right now, but this podcast is full of love. Always gets the attention except for the last four weeks. Am I losing you guys? Am I losing the new uh, listeners right now? Point is, this is a podcast you can get anywhere podcasts are sold for free. So you should subscribe. That would help us a lot. If you give us a nice five-star review on iTunes, that would help us a lot. If you would share this podcast with your friends and family, that would help us a lot. Or maybe, you know, get your friends and family to like this, uh, our, 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 our Facebook page or our Twitter page, even if they're not aware that they liked it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's just a, 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 a suggestion. We have a great show for y'all this week. We're going to be talking about uh, new additions to the family. We're going to talk about uh, Half-Life Alex downsizing Joseph Biden. We're also going to talk about uh, some listener questions. It's it's going to be a, a fun show. We'll say that. We'll say the show is going to come back with a little bit of fun. A fun flair. So this is our first episode in like a month. And uh, that means the pandemic is pretty much over, right? You know, Disneyland, Disney World, all the theme parks, they're open again. The economy is booming. Everything is back to normal. The show uh, went on hiatus due to uh, the birth of our baby. We, we decided to have our baby in late March, so that's what we did. He's doing pretty good, but he seems very new to this whole living thing. He, he, he's not aware of the program completely yet, but he's getting there. He's picking up pretty quick. So after, like, uh, what, this is like week three, after three weeks with him, I feel like I pretty much know everything there is to know about being a dad, so I'll probably be giving a lot more advice later into the show and beyond in the many shows to come. But, you know, it's not just going to be Chris to Chris uh, gives dad advice. It's just going to be sprinkled in throughout the show. But this is our first show back. we got to talk about something, so why not talk about being a new dad? But first... It's just the tip of the week. So a lot of people are stuck at home because of the pandemic, which I previously said was over, but that is not in fact the case, as you are, I'm sure, very well aware. The COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic is alive and well, at least in the Americas, in the UKs, in the Italys of the world. So uh, it's not hurting for work. It's not hurting for people. I'm actually supposed to be going to work next Tuesday because I'm considered an essential worker, which you know. That's good for me, I suppose. I have a job still. I can get paid still. And a lot of people aren't in that situation. How many millions of people now in America alone have uh, filed for unemployment? It's like, uh, I think it was 4 million this last week. And before that, it was like 6 million two weeks in a row. And 4 million before that. So a lot of people, a lot of people are uh, out of work. They're either being furloughed, laid off, whatever. Their money isn't coming in. And I'm lucky 
that I'm not in that situation as of right now. So I'm considered an essential worker. And right before I went on baby bonding leave, they started letting people work from home at my job. So I'm planning to go in to work on like Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day I have to go back. I'm going to go in on Tuesday, grab my work PC, take it home, and take my sweet time uh, getting it hooked up at home because you don't want to do that wrong. You know, you don't want to uh, have any kind of security holes or any flaws in, in, your, in your system setup, and you want to get paid for doing so. So that's my uh, Tuesday plans. And it's good for me to be able to work at home because it means I can still help out my wife a bit and, and help out the baby a bit uh, from home, right? But it's also bad because staying at home is a lot less fun when you don't have a big home or even a decent-sized home. And, you know, uh, people have it a lot worse than I do, I'm sure. I know it. I, I've had it a lot worse than I currently do. But I don't live in a big home, right? I don't live in a big home. On, on Monday, my wife and I watched this uh, Matt Damon movie. Matt Damon. We watched uh, his movie called Downsizing. It's like a mix of... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Fern Gully. So, it's uh, the 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 premise is pretty much that this scientist or these scientists have figured out how to shrink people down to like five inches, roughly, which makes for a much smaller impact on the environment. So, in the beginning of the movie, they they say that they shrunk like thirty six test subjects and they all live together in this community for like. I don't know, three or five years or something like that. And uh, one of the scientists walks on stage with a, a trash bag and he says, this is all of the waste 36 people produced in three years. And so that, that's just to show you how much it is supposed to help the world. They keep uh, circling back to that uh, environmental uh, aspect or theme of the movie. Anyway, so the, these communities of uh, tiny people start forming. So like after like five, ten years, I can't remember how long it was. I want to say five years. Five years go by and people have started to downsize. They've started to shrink themselves because of the economic benefits and uh, the hippies are doing it because of the environmental uh, benefits to the world. So the cool thing was here is if you sold all of your assets, say you owned a house, right? You could essentially shrink down and be rich for the rest of your life. So the Matt Damon and his wife, they were not rich people. He had an, inherited a, a modest little home, old home from his, uh, his mom who passed away. And uh, after they accounted for all the debt and whatever they owed, they were up like $115,000 but they translated that money into uh, into little, into tiny people money. Like how far would $115,000 take you if you were five inches tall? Like, you know, you'd have to eat a lot less uh, real food, uh, consume a lot less electricity, that sort of thing. And that put them at like over a million dollars over the next uh, however many years of their life. It, pretty much they were set for life if they were downsized. So... Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was a, a kind of a interesting idea. You know, even though we're probably not going to be shrinking down anytime soon, I think it's kind of cool. So one of the things about that was if you were to downsize, almost everybody owned a giant mansion. And granted, you know, in, the, in real life proportions, like the world that we live in right now, this mansion is literally maybe two feet by two feet, like roughly, you know what I'm saying? So, it, like, in real-world proportions, this mansion is like a model home, like a tiny little model that you would look at. But this is something that five-inch people can live in. 
So they were spending like $2,000 to have this very fancy uh, two-foot home built for themselves. And uh, almost everybody in these little communities lived in a giant home like that. So uh, my point here, <laughs> my point here is that these tiny people were living in these giant homes. So if they were quarantined, it would be no big deal, right? You could move into uh, one of your several rooms, one of your dozen rooms that Tupac would complain about Michael Jackson in a song about and uh, not be bored, right? You could move over to your gift wrapping room. You could move over to your, your, your tennis ball court, your basketball court, your bowling alley. You could have fun, right? You could just have all the fun in the world. But if you live in an apartment, being quarantined is a lot less fun for somebody like me because I need to move around a lot. I get restless. So I've been trying to stay active as much as possible. And I recently uh, busted back out the old ring fit for Switch. Kicked my ass. So I need to kick its ass back. Gotta, I got to play that more often. I also have been playing uh, Half-Life Alex in VR, which is awesome. If you play that for a few hours, you do feel like you got a little bit of a workout because you're at least standing. If you're playing that game sitting down, you're doing it wrong. Unless, of course, you're in a wheelchair, in which case you're doing it right. And I apologize. And then, of course, uh, beyond video games, I've been doing a, a bunch of housework and carrying a baby around. You know, you, you spend a lot of time on your feet washing bottles and doing laundry and picking up trash and uh, going uh, to brave the COVID elements. Doing a lot of supply runs, especially as the, uh, the dad in this uh, new scenario. Doing a lot of supply runs. I actually just went to uh, Stater Brothers today. That's a grocery store in America, in uh, Southern California. I don't know how, uh, how far Stater Brothers goes out, but you can't just drop the name of a grocery store and assume everybody knows what you're talking about because grocery stores are very area-specific. Anyway, anyway, I think it would be easier if uh, there were more places for me to carry my child around, right? I, I like walking around with him, but if there were more places I could take him to, it would be more fun. Right now, we're just walking around in circles in an apartment. Like, hey, buddy, want to see the kitchen again? You want to see the office again? The bedroom again? Oh, here's the bathroom. And that's it, you know? You can't really, like, am I going to take him to the garage? Am I going to take him to, uh, to the patio? No, there's COVID out there. <laughs> Actually, you're not, I guess you're not supposed to put babies in direct sunlight, newborn babies in direct sunlight, especially not for more than a minute. So, yeah, options are kind of limited. Maybe maybe I'll show him the laundry room. I don't think I've done that yet. He might be interested in uh, renting that out because we still haven't gotten a renter for it. So maybe I could uh, rent that out to my baby. Anyway, this week's tip is to stay active. Some way, somehow, stay active. You know, lift weights, rob some banks, find something to keep yourself physically fit or... You will turn yourself into a depressed slob by the time this whole thing is over. If this whole thing is ever over. I think it will be, you know, eventually. But it's supposedly, there's like, uh, last I heard was that there's about three strains of COVID-19 now, which means uh, a vaccine is more complicated than it was previously anticipated. And they, they weren't expecting a vaccine for at least a year in the first place, a year, year and a half. So if you add two more strains on top of that, it could delay things. It could delay things. Or it could just mean like a vaccine goes out and it's just, you know, it helps you for a third of it 
It protects you against 33% of COVID, but, you know, you're still at risk for 66%. And then on top of that, you have a whole world full of dipshits that uh, don't take any precautions. So, But to be fair, I, I ha- like I said, I have been out, at least in Southern California, in the Inland Empire area. Most people have been wearing masks, not so much on the gloves, but most people are wearing masks these days. So I- I'll give people a little bit of credit. And you know what? Let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. All right, let's see what happened in the gaming world since we've been gone here. Oh, okay. Uh, Sony revealed the new PS5 controller, which they are calling the DualSense. Uh, they're no longer using the DualShock name. They they, they went uh, DualShock, DualShock 2 for the PlayStation 2, DualShock 3 for the PS3, so on and so forth. And now they're dropping that name. It's the DualSense now. It looks a lot like an Xbox controller. It has a, a lot of features, you know, like being able to adjust trigger strength on the fly. Like they keep saying, like, the if you're doing something like uh, pulling it, a bow back with an arrow... There'll be more resistance on the trigger than if you were just like clicking around in a menu or something like that. So I think that's kind of cool. They have uh, like HD rumble kind of mimicking what Nintendo does with the uh, Switch Joy-Cons where there's they call it haptic feedback. Just pretty much the rumbles are different and more complex than they would be in a PS4 controller, for example, or, or an Xbox Series X controller, which I assume is just going to be fairly basic rumble. has a, a microphone in it to uh, listen to you like every other device now. I don't know. I don't think I like the idea that there's a microphone in it. I think that they're, they're, they're downplaying it right now. They're not really talking about why there's a microphone. They just said, oh, well, you can use this as a microphone for uh, online voice chat and multiplayer games, but you probably shouldn't is what they said. You should probably use an actual dedicated headset because that's going to get obnoxious real quick when the speaker is right next to the... There's a speaker. Oh, by the way, there's not just a microphone. There's a speaker on that controller as well. Like with the PS4 controller and the uh, Wii and the Wii U controllers, they have speakers on them. So you have a speaker right next to the microphone. I assume that's going to get very annoying for anybody that's using that. You're just going to hear echo and echo and echo and echo and echo. So, yeah, they've got all these uh, features. They have a touchpad. All of this stuff, I look at it and I think, this is going to cost a lot of money. This is going to cost a lot of money. Before I saw this controller, the most expensive controller out there, like the standard controller was the Switch Pro Controller, which was $70. And I thought, wow, that is expensive. I own one of those. There's a reason I only own one. It's because it's $70. And then after that came out, uh, Microsoft put out the, uh, what is it, the Xbox Elite Controller for the Xbox One. It's got paddles and uh, programmable buttons and blah, blah, blah. Starts at like 150 bucks. Gross, gross. So I'm thinking that this uh, PS5 controller, the DualSense, is going to cost, I'd say, 80 bucks minimum, maybe 90 If they're really ballsy, they'll do a full $100, but they're out of their mind. They're out of their mind. I'm already, I'm already like, getting mad at them, and they haven't announced a price. But you know it's not going to be cheap. Controllers used to be fairly affordable. I remember back in the Super Nintendo days, I think they were, like, 15 20 bucks. GameCube, I was able to get controllers at Walmart for 20 bucks. I think the standard price was 25 Walmart just had a better deal for him. You know, same thing with the the PS2 controllers. I think we're like thirty bucks. Xbox controllers thirty bucks. And over time, every generation, they just keep raising the price. Now, granted, they've added a lot more features. A Super Nintendo controller is a lot more basic. 
than a Switch Pro controller. There's no rumble in the Super Nintendo controller. There's a lot more buttons and gyro and all sorts of things. But I don't know. I just don't like the idea of spending a fortune on controllers. Like the Switch Joy-Cons, to get two of them, I think it's like 80 bucks. 80 bucks for, for a left and a right controller. Insanity. Insanity. Oh, and the, the, the picture they put out with the dual sense was a little divisive because it is not just a dual sense, it's also dual colored. The, the white was the primary color. And I'm not a fan. You might call me racist, but that's always a good way to start a sentence. Ra I'm not racist, but I don't like that uh, Sony used white as the prominent color for the dual sense controller because that makes me think that. That's what's coming packaged in the PS5 is a white controller. It's it's white and black, mostly white. And I'm not a big fan of white controllers because they get dirty or you can see the dirt better and they start to yellow over time, depending on the plastic, I guess. But I'm just not a fan of the white, okay? When uh, Nintendo first showed off the Wii, it was called the Revolution. And they showed off a black Revolution, a black Wii at E3. And then, you know, the iPod blew up, and Nintendo said, you know what? We're going to do that. I had to buy a white Wii with a white controller. And then a few years later, they finally come out with the black boost sales. Screwed me over. Screwed me over. I don't think you guys care that much. What else happened? Uh, apparently, Capcom uh, is remaking Resident Evil 4. Feels too soon to me, but they, they just put out the remake of Resident Evil 3, and that was fine with me because, you know, that was a PS1 game. I think PS1 and Dreamcast. And uh, the year before that, they did a Resident Evil 2 remake, also a PS1 game. N64, PS1, maybe Dreamcast 2, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, those were actual remakes that I feel like they really were able to utilize the power of these newer systems. Resident Evil 4, not so much. That was a GameCube game. It started as a GameCube game, later got ported to the PS2 and the Wii. The Wii version of Resident Evil 4 is the best version of Resident Evil 4 you could buy. It was the most satisfying way to play that game. I beat it on GameCube, and I beat it on Wii. Wii is the best way to play that game because it had the IR pointer. You know, you could just point at the screen. And it was so quick and satisfying. You could just pop one of those uh, infected mutants right in the knee, pop his kneecap off, and he just fell to the ground, and then you'd pop him in the head. It was satisfying stuff. And now they're talking about remaking it. It's a rumor, but it's a rumor with a lot of weight behind it, I guess. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel good about that. I don't feel very good about it. I think it's just, why? Why? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You guys uh, can let me know somewhere in some comments on our website, on our Facebook page. What do you think about a Resident Evil 4 remake? Let's see what else. Oh, uh, the ESA desperately tried to get a digital version of E3 to happen this year. As you guys might recall, E3 was canceled this year. They said, don't worry. Okay, we get it. COVID, uh, COVID's a, a bigger deal than we, we pl uh, played it off to be. But uh, we're still going to do a digital event where, you could, where we're still going to reveal things throughout the week online. And apparently those plans have pretty much fallen through. I guess they were supposed to try to team up with Good Morning America at one point. Which, of course, is a match made in heaven, you know? <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? Just Good Morning America presents a week of E3. 
No, no audiences there care. The Good Morning America audience does not care. The E3 audience does not watch Good Morning America. Match made in heaven. It's not going to happen, apparently. They just went ahead and said, okay, look, E3 2021, it's going to be June 15th to June 17th. You know, assuming the world is back on track by then, right? Apparently, IGN is doing their own digital E3 this year, though. They're calling it the Summer of Gaming, and they've partnered with a bunch of uh, uh, game companies. I can't remember which ones, but, like, the major ones weren't on the list, like Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft. They weren't on the list because I'm assuming they're going to do their own thing, which is fair enough, right? But the third-party companies, they're all on board. It's a shame that Good Morning America thing fell through, though, right? I really wanted to see what a bunch of a morning talk show hosts thought about the games and the consoles coming out this year, if they come out. Oh, 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 uh, and this is not video game related, but, you know, this is how we do Video Game Corner here. Uh, Disney seems to think that Mulan is going to come out in theaters in July. I don't think that, but Disney thinks that. They've delayed pretty much everything. They had a Pixar movie that was going to come out in June. It's now coming out in November, supposedly. And they delayed Mulan from March to July. And I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen at all. They're, here's the thing about that. Okay, let's just say, let's just hypothetically say that the COVID pandemic disappears tomorrow. Boom, it's over. It's over, and that's still April, right? It's April, it's over, we're good. Go back to the movies. Imagine that happened, right? So uh, everyone's free to go back to work. The virus is killed. Theaters are still going to, I think, I think that theaters are going to be struggling from now through eternity, or at least the next several years. And I don't say that happily, but just think about it, right? If you go outside, people are wearing masks, they're afraid of each other, they're uh, standing six feet apart and all that like you should be, right? But to say, go back to a theater within a few months of everything stopping? Eh, I don't think so. I think theaters are still going to be relatively dead for months, if not years, after the pandemic settles down. Now, that is all assuming that the pandemic ended tomorrow, right? Gives you what? May, June, July, three months, three months for people to get over it and go back to the theater. I don't think it'll happen. I mean, if you, even if you give people that three months, I think a lot of people will just stay home. They'll wait. They're already getting used to the idea of streaming their movies at home instantly. Trolls World Tour. You can watch that instantly. Onward, another Disney Pixar movie was in theaters and it's already on Disney+. Plus. Frozen 2, already on Disney+. Plus. You don't even have to wait. You don't even have to wait. Onward, you really got screwed if you saw Onward in theaters. We'll say that. Because it was like a few weeks later is on Disney+. Plus. Because they're not going to make any money off of it in theaters anymore. They, Disney probably regrets putting that movie out when they did. They probably wish they could have pushed it till eternity like Mulan. Which, by the way, I don't, I don't know if Mulan's ever coming out. I think I'm rambling a little bit too much. You guys get the idea. Movies have been delayed indefinitely, and I think theaters are going to be struggling for a long time. I don't think the pandemic is going to go away in uh, tomorrow. I don't think it's going to be done in May. I don't think it's going to be done in June. We'll get there. We'll get there. But it's going to take longer than you might expect. Now, I just checked. I, I, I got my stimulus check from the government. Two people, that's $1,200. $2,400. Wow, $2,400. But I need more. Mike, Mike, I need you to call J.G. Wentworth. I need my cash now. 
think you're supposed to get an extra $500 for each kid you have, but little man here didn't show up on last year's tax returns, so we don't get anything for him. That's, uh, that should be illegal. Or somebody should get their wrist slapped. You know, I, I think I'd be okay with not getting that $500 if I could personally slap the wrist of the person that uh, refused that for me. Speaking of bureaucracy, having a kid in this country involves a lot of paperwork, as I have recently learned. I thought it would be enough for me to hop over the border and give birth to him so he could become a citizen, right? Boom! Not so fast. Not so fast. So you need, you need to fill out a lot of paperwork and pick up his birth certificate at the county offices. And I was supposed to get paid by the state for my time off, but they want his birth certificate. And I'm trying to get him on our health insurance but they want his birth certificate. And so today, I decide to go get his birth certificate. I was waiting for something in the mail to tell me some kind of info. Couldn't find it. Looked it up. Say, hey, you need to go to San Bernardino County offices and blah, 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 get the birth certificate. So I drive my ass to San Bernardino to get the birth certificate. They said it's going to be 28 bucks, bada bing, bada boom, whatever. I get there. Door is locked. There's a sign on the door. It says, we are closed. Don't know how, don't know when we're going to open. It's indefinite. We're closed. You cannot get your birth certificate here. You're going to have to do it by mail. Call this phone number or go to this website. It was the same phone number I called to get their information in the first place. It tells you nothing. It tells you nothing about the pandemic or anything being closed down or anything like that. So I was pissed. I was pissed because now, now, the whole reason I drove there in the first place was so that I wouldn't have to do it by mail. Because by mail, you have to go get a notarized letter stating that you are you and you want this birth certificate for this person. And you have to mail it in. And then I have to wait for I have to assume they get it. I don't know when they're going to get it. And I have to wait for them to get it back to me. All within a certain amount of time period before I get myself screwed on insurance. I can't afford to spend thousands of dollars or however many hundreds of dollars a month to add him to the insurance. He's just supposed to be on it. It's just supposed to be on it. Freaking love it. I freaking love all of this shit. <laughs> Everybody wants me to prove that he exists before I could do anything, right? But I think that the pictures I shared on Facebook should count, right? That should be enough. Anyway, Mike, I need you to get on that call to uh, JG Wentworth. That's 877-CASH-NOW. Uh, Gotta figure out a way to pay this rent. Anyway, let's move on to the news. <laughs> So Bernard Sanders has dropped out of the Democratic primary, leaving uh, Joseph Biden as the presumptive nominee. Now, this is about a week or two after old Joe here was accused of sexual assault against uh, one of his former staff members in the early 90s. Her name is uh, Tara Reid. He, he denies it, he, and Joe would never uh, let this sort of thing get in the way of him becoming president, so he's still going to try to become president. It's a pretty big deal because Joe Biden is practically senile at this point, the way I see it. I don't say that lightly, by the way. I've seen multiple family members go through dementia and Alzheimer's, and it definitely looks like Joe Biden is on that path, and he's really on that path. He is following the yellow brick road, and he needs 
Dorothy and uh, the Scarecrow and the Tin Man and the Lion to help him stay on that road because he's going to get lost. If you pull up videos of Joe Biden from 2012, even 2016, just four years ago, Joe Biden is a completely different man. He's a lot sharper. He doesn't tell stories about corn pop and his leg hair being rubbed by kids at the pool. Speaking of corn pop, I know he said it's going to be a woman as his VP, but since he's, you know, he's the guy and he he's just a freaking cluster of nonsense, I think corn pop should be his VP. I might vote for him if he makes corn pop his VP. But beyond all that, Joe is barely able to string together more than a few sentences without sounding like he doesn't know where he is. I've watched videos of the guy. He's, he's talking, he's talking. He's reading off the prompter. He needs the prompter. He cannot go off the cuff anymore. He needs the prompter. And there's a video of him just from like a month ago, maybe two, three weeks ago. He's reading and he finishes and he just is staring at the camera blankly. And his wife comes up to him like a caregiver. And she's like, Joe, we're here. I'm here. I'm here, buddy. I think it's pretty irresponsible what they are doing. But that's the guy that the Democrats chose. So they're going to have to deal with that, right? He's their guy. He's their guy. Doesn't know where he is half the time, but he's their guy. So the question is, does Joe Biden have a chance at winning against Donald Trump in November? Normally, after everything I just said, I would say, no, no way, no way, you know? Trump is an incumbent president. The economy was doing well, and Joe sounds like he needs a caretaker. But I think he might have a chance now, thanks to a little thing I like to call COVID-19. If it wasn't for the virus, no, I think he would lose, and he would lose pretty easily. Trump might not be a good speaker. He's not. I'll say that. He's not a good speaker, but he is able to bullshit his way through pretty much anything. And he can tell that Biden can't bullshit his way through a paper bag right now. Biden used to be a good debater. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I can't imagine it. It's it's going to be two different worlds where Trump's saying nothing but still dominating the conversation and Biden is I just don't think it'll happen. Biden cuts himself off every time he speaks. He's like, oh, my time is up because I can't figure out anything else to say. Trump is going to talk nonstop about Biden's mental decline. And he's already started doing it. I, I don't know if you've seen it, but he's already like been questioned about Biden. And he's already just kind of like doing little subtle jabs that Joe doesn't know where he is, who he is. And the thing is, he's not exactly wrong. I think it's going to be his biggest weapon, you know, convincing people that Joe has lost his marbles like uh, Reagan in his second term. But, you know, because of the, the corona beer virus, uh, Biden, he still has a chance. He still has a chance. The stock market took a big old shit. You know, 401ks are pretty much useless. Millions of people have lost their jobs. And uh, thousands of people have died. And Trump is in charge. People are going to look to that. If, especially, you know, if it was my family that got affected, of course, you're going to be looking at who is responsible, who... Who was in charge that made the decisions that had the butterfly effect leading down the chain to where your family member died, right? You're going you're gonna to remember that. That said, people also look to their leaders. They also kind of stand by them sometimes in their time of need and, you know, until they, they hit their breaking point. So pre-COVID, 
I would say that Trump would have won this thing pretty easily. Now it's a toss-up. You know, people might be willing to, to vote for a senile old man to run the country instead. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Oh, and uh, other news. Apple is now selling stainless steel wheels for MacBook Pro or Mac Pros, not MacBooks. Stainless steel wheels for Mac Pros. Mike, you know how much it costs? Dell? Four wheels. Four stainless steel wheels for your computer. $700. Seven, I'm going to repeat that, $700 for four wheels for your computer. Now, these wheels don't have brakes, so the, the computer might just slide wherever the hell it wants to, and they do look pretty nice. I'll give them that. And they used real stainless steel. The same thing, you know, my, my forks and knives at home are made out of, so you know it's good shit. It's good shit. $700. Just thought I'd share that piece of news. All right. <laughs> I just realized I spent all this time today uh, talking about being a new dad, but I haven't talked enough about the actual boy himself, my son. I might be biased, but so far, I like him. I like him. Here, uh, let me uh, here, let me grab this. Let me hold up a picture of him to the microphone so you guys can see what he looks like. He looks like me, right? Looks a lot like his mom, too, actually. We still don't know what color his eyes are. We're, we're leaning more towards some sort of brown now at this point, but my wife for the longest time insisted, no, they're blue. They're blue like you. But, uh, yeah, we still don't really know what color his eyes are. I don't think he looks bad at all. We're pretty happy with the way he came out. Definitely looks like a, a human baby. He's a lot of work, but he's a good kid, you know? I think, I think we're going to keep him. But now I, I really do want to move into a bigger place. So if you guys see anything awesome and dirt cheap, maybe uh, stumble upon a company that shrinks people, let me know. Hey, Del, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Del. We have a very humbling listener question block today. First question comes from Ken. Ken says, where were you? Ken, I was living in a hospital. Born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Kaiser. So we, we went into Kaiser on a Wednesday when he was born, and we left in the year 2032. It, it was a long three days, and we did not get a lot of sleep. In fact, we still don't get much sleep, but at least we don't get sleep from the comfort of our own home. You know, they had a TV. We, we were lucky because we had our own room with him, but uh, beyond that, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the most comfortable scenario, right? There was a TV in there. That was nice. However, they did the hospital thing, and the speakers were on the hospital bed. So I wasn't on the bed. I was uh, sitting or sleeping, sitting on this, like, flat, I don't know what you'd call it, like a bench. And the speakers were way over where my wife was on the other side of the room next to her. So we, we just threw the subtitles on and uh, read Red TV shows, but there wasn't a lot of that going on. We we helped our, our new crying baby. He wasn't a fan. You know, he was brand new to the world. He's like, what's going on? You guys keep changing me. And, you know, you learn a whole lot about baby biology. Babies do a lot of weird defecating. His uh, defecation has uh, gotten a lot more normal, though, I guess. I mean, it's all normal. I don't think you guys want to keep hearing about baby defecation, though. But that's been my life. That's where I've been, Ken. I've been at the hospital, and then I've been here. Washing bottles, washing clothes. This is the first time we're breaking free doing a podcast. 
Maybe I'll interview uh, our uh, son. Our son. Uh, not your son, but my wife and I's son. Yeah, maybe we'll do an interview with him. See what he thinks about uh, the show. Maybe the direction of the show. I want to get his thoughts on that. Ken also asks, have you seen any good movies recently? I don't want to know what they were. Just curious if you have seen any. Yes. Yes. And I know you don't really want to know. Uh, actually, I haven't seen that much. Come to think of it. Most of my life has been watching uh, reruns of shit. Like, like when we were in the hospital, we would watch... Uh, uh, what's the show with uh, Kevin James? My eyes are getting weary. My back is getting tight. King of Queens. And uh, my wife... We watch Friends. I haven't watched much Friends, but I did watch a good chunk of Friends for the first time in the hospital. And lately I've been watching Frasier, King of the Hill. But those aren't movies, are they? I guess the last movie I saw was Downsizing a few uh, days ago. My wife says that uh, I could finally watch a horror movie with her. She's not a big fan of uh, horror movies. And to be fair, most horror movies are, in fact, garbage. But uh, there are some good ones that stick around every uh or stick out every now and then last really good horror movie i saw was uh, hereditary that is a movie that will mess you up like sits with you in a bad way so i want to watch midsummer from the same director i don't know what the hell's wrong with me thanks for the question ken yilly asks well actually yilly doesn't ask she uh posted a picture of jonah hill squealing thank you for the uh picture yilly Colos Dolos asks, is Mike still alive? How is that possible? Colos, Mike is in fact alive, as you probably heard on the top of the show. He is still alive. Uh, that is possible because Mike has zero social life. Social distancing has never been a problem for him because the world is constantly distancing themselves from Mike. It's better for all of us. Ken asks, what is your favorite memory of Mike? That's a great question. Favorite memory of Mike. My favorite memory of Mike is probably the first time we met, just because that was the last time I ever really had a chance of not knowing Mike. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, what? I'm sorry, Mike. We're really getting off to a bad start. You, you haven't been a dick to me this whole time uh, when we just started. But uh, yeah, my, my favorite memory was the last time, like, you know, we, we met, like, hi, my name's Chris. And he said, hey, I'm Mike. That was it. It was all downhill from there. Ken asks, if you were Robin Hood, would you change your name? Ken, you caused me to think about this. I looked it up. I looked up Robin Hood, and then I added my name, Chris. And I found there's this guy. I assume it's his real name. But his name is Christopher Robin Hood. Christopher Robin Hood. He is a uh, director slash... Uh, miscellaneous crew member slash writer in the uh, Hollywood biz born September 8th, 1971 according to IMDB born in Flint, Michigan, no less so there's that I looked up his uh, credits he's the uh, producer of Dirty Dealing 3D and Impact and The Casino Job and Counterpunch and I'm not sure if you've actually heard of any of these movies there are a few recognizable names or people. I, I think I see Danny Trejo's in Counterpunch, so there's that. Yeah, uh, Christopher Robin Hood is a pretty cool name, but I'm kind of disappointed he already took it. I mean, I guess his parents took it, assuming 
he didn't change it to that. But he's really leaning into that because looking at his credits, sometimes he went by Chris Hood. But Christopher Robin Hood, that's, that's too, uh, too good to pass up. Thanks for the question, Ken. Ken also asks, can you answer this question in Yiddish? Ich ken an ich will. Now, I'm not sure I pronounced that correct at all. I probably mispronounced every single word there. But uh, that translates to I can and I will. Thanks for the question, Ken. Speaking of Ken, Ken also asks, why didn't Yillian and Devin ask a question this week? That is a wonderful question. Uh, Ken, I think it was a shock to the system. Shock to the system. Uh, they're, they're, they're social distancing, and I guess that means they're also social media distancing. You, do, you don't want too much excitement at once. Yilly did post the picture of Jonah Hill, which, of course, we all appreciated. Uh, you know, Devin is uh, he's getting there. He's getting there. Uh, we also didn't get any questions from Nick or Sean or Gareth. Or Donald and Donner and Dancer and Vixen. Is it Vixen or Dixon? Cupid, Blitzen, Rudolph. We didn't get any questions from them. So if you guys want to ask us a question, please do so on our social media pages, at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D, which is also, by the way, where our website is, upandloaded.com. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Get your family members to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and your friends. Like I said, you know, hey, they ran to the bathroom real quick. They left their phone unlocked. I'm not telling you you should definitely hit the like button on Up and Loaded for them. But I'm not saying you shouldn't either. You know, what's what's the worst that could happen? Said Mike. All right, let's wrap this thing up with some uh, poll results. Last episode, not last week, last episode we asked... Uh, what is the best apocalypse movie? There was a lot to choose from, but uh, you guys were locked in on four different movies, which was uh, Idiocracy, Zombieland, Left Behind, the Nick Cage version, and Armageddon, all getting 25% across the board. So I've, I've, seen, um, I've seen Idiocracy, really like that. I've seen Zombieland, and I've seen Armageddon. I haven't seen uh, Nick Cage's Left Behind. I saw the Left Behind movie with... Um, with uh, Cleaver. Was, is that last name Cleaver? Uh, I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, shoot. What was his name? As long as we have each other, we got the world sitting right in our hands. Maybe you and me. Growing Pains. Okay. We're getting there. We're getting there. Growing Pains with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was in that show, but he was not the main character that I'm thinking of. It was uh, Seaver, not Cleaver. His last name was Seaver. And, uh, you know, let's just look it up. Let's look it up. IMDB. Left behind. Hold on. Am I going to be able to think of it? No, I'm not. Kirk Cameron. I saw the Kirk Cameron Left Behind movie. I don't think it was very good. I, I can't remember, but it's probably a safe bet because I don't know that Kirk Cameron has ever been in a good movie. Um... No, nobody picked uh, Mad Max, Fury Road, which I thought was an awesome movie. Idiocracy, I loved. Uh, Book of Eli was pretty decent, too. So this week's poll asks, do you still have a job? You know, assuming you ever did. Do you still have a job? Uh, vote for that on our, I don't know, Facebook, Twitter, wherever we put it. You got to follow us on both to find out. Don't forget, of course, to subscribe to the show as we always recommend. We'd really appreciate you to do that. This has been episode 77 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend. 
or else.